Missing this. Salah takes the shot. Oh! Oh, oh, Salah with one of the goals of the season. Unbelievable. And get this, the all-new OTB Sports app. Off the Ball, Ireland's premier sports channel, now has a new home, featuring the biggest names in Irish and world sports. Podcasts, interviews, news, commentary, analysis, plus almost 20 years of sporting archives. All free and ready when you are, at home or on the go. The new OTB Sports app. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play. The OTB Podcast Network. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Less flashy than a Jorgen Klopp smile, but just as effective. Gamble responsibly. See Dunlewey.net. You're welcome back. It is Thursday night on Off The Ball. It's nearly half seven, so as always, it's time to talk to John Giles. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. Uh, John, we're still getting a lot of very uh, positive feedback and from people who enjoyed your all-time 11s series, uh, which I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear. If people want to uh, hear them, you can get the podcast, just get onto the OTBA app, get onto the podcast section, and they're all there. I think there's 12 of them in total from uh, the heights of the lockdown. And who knows, we may get back to something like that uh, of our own choosing at some stage over the next while, John. But um, yeah, it's yeah, great to hear this. Uh, yeah, we're well, Nathan, don't get, we were only filling in. <laughs> it worked out well. We were, we were, we were Wonder what we're going to do for for for, for as long as it was lasting. That uh, well, we got we got we got through it anyway. We did. We did. I'm, glad, I'm delighted people enjoyed it. Yeah, they uh, they they certainly did, and um, yeah, it was a, br- a brilliant series that people should, if they missed any of them at all, I should go and listen back to. We've obviously had some difficult conversations, unfortunately, over the last few weeks. Tonight, though, we can have a, a bit more of a positive conversation because two of your former teams last night promoted back to the Premier League. Yeah, well, yeah, Leeds did it uh, the other night, as mm. we know. They were promoted uh, because um, lost, I think one of the teams lost Brentford, was it Brentford? Yeah. Uh, and the, the crowd got went down to the ground, and the next day they were declared champions, and the crowd crowd went down to the ground again. So uh, the huge support there, as we know, Nathan, you know, huge support for Leeds in Ireland, actually, I believe, uh, from the old days. Mm. Um, so I, I'm delighted for them, and, and and certainly for West Brom, because West Brom looked at, looked like they'd blown it, Nathan, and. Uh, they're terrific supporters sport at uh, West Brom. They made me very welcome when I came down from Leeds. And uh, I made a mistake in, in it when I said, uh, delighted to be in Birmingham. And <laughs> I was in the black country, and they didn't like that. Right. Said, oh, no, 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 Johnny. No, 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 not Birmingham. It's the black country here. So I, I didn't know that at the time, Nathan. But they were terrific. Well, I, I didn't know it now. I've been to uh, the Hawthorns a couple of times, and I assumed I was in Birmingham. I'm glad I didn't say anything. No, no, don't say anything. Actually, the, the, I always thought the big, big well, they are big rivals, Villa and them, and mm. Birmingham City. But partly Wolves are the are they're, they're, they're the big enemies. They're, they're in the black country as well. Mm. So the two black country teams. Were, I didn't realise that at the time either. But I found them a great family club, local support, really, really terrific, uh, Nathan. And of course, the lead support, as we know, and the huge support getting back into the Premiership is, is Premiership is brilliant for both of them. Interesting you mentioned the Irish support for Leeds because I know from my age group I, I would know a lot of Leeds supporters who probably got on board winning they were winning the old First Division uh, just before it became the Premier League. When you were at Leeds did you sense that at that stage it was a, a very well supported team in Ireland? No, well well, it wasn't about very, when I first went to Leeds mm. which was in 1963 uh, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't a well supported team by anybody <laughs> even, mm. even in Leeds 
because uh, at that stage they'd been a, a second division te- team mostly, came up to the first division a couple of seasons, then go down again, and had never won anything. So it was only in Don Reavy's uh, uh, management when he took over that we started to win trophies. Well, that went on for 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 oh, ten or eleven years. So, in that time, by the time we'd we'd got the eighth, the seventh, eighth years, there was a huge following uh, that uh, stayed with the club ever since th- those particular days. Yeah, I'd imagine there was a huge amount of Irish people that started following them as well because you were playing there. Like we've seen with other teams, with the Arsenal side of the seventies when Stapleton and Brady were there. So many Irish people because of those players. Likewise with Manchester United. Did you find having you at Ellen Road at Leeds meant that actually people in Ireland took far more of an interest in the club? Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, well, I think it was it was a tradition of when I was a kid. Uh, you know, I followed Manchester United from mm. a distance because Jackie Carey uh, was there, the great Jackie Carey, who uh, captained Manchester United when they won the cup in nineteen forty eight, and that was the start of the Manchester United followers. Actually, that went on from there because we had uh, Liam Whelan and, and a couple of Irish players along the way. But when I went to Leeds, uh, definitely uh, some of the younger people, as we 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 did well definitely caught on to Leeds. I always know when I go home, uh, Nathan, I always know people say to me, I'm a Leeds supporter. I say, you're 57, you're 58. <laughs> <laughs> they have to go around. Now, they, 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 they would have had their own kids who support Leeds as well. Yeah. Now, there's a huge support, huge support for them. And finally, they have a bit of joy back in the Premier League after 16 years and some incredibly difficult and worrying times with the cl- way the club was run for periods yeah. of that 16 years. And now they're back and they have a manager that they can believe in and that excites everybody, lead supporters and people outside of Marcelo Bielsa. The next step now is trying to stay in the Premier League and what they do over the transfer window. Because we've seen this season two different ways of doing it and there's no guarantees of success with either. So Norwich come up and barely spend anything and are going straight back down again. Aston Villa went and spent almost 140 million and depending on what happens on Sunday, they may also be going down. Yeah. What would you advise Leeds to do? Oh, oh, well, what I would advise Leeds to do is spend, spend the money or make X amount available for the manager and let him pick, uh, Nathan, who he wants to bring into the club. Now, I think he would need advice on that, but I'm sure he would get somebody that he really knows and trusts their judgment to get the players in. I was a little bit concerned about them the other day when I read in the paper that they were interested in, is it Cavani mm. and uh, Ibrahimovic? Yeah. You know, this is not good. These are lads who have been great players, but they wouldn't be the type of players I, I would be looking at to keep Leeds uh, in the Premiership. So I think they do need to spend money, Nathan, but if it's spent in the right way and by the right people. You know, Villa, Villa did it like other clubs, as you say, during the season. I think they spent $140 million. Uh, But I don't think Dean Smith, the manager, actually spent that money. You know, they have a, 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 a director, director football, yeah. uh, in the club. Uh, actually, I've got his name here. Garcia Pitach. Yeah, Jesus Garcia Pitach, yeah. Now, uh, you know, if he, see, I've always believed, Nathan, 90% of the job in, in, in management is getting the players in you want and getting the players out that you don't want. It's 90%, almost 90% of the job. Now, if you've got somebody else doing that particular job, getting the players out and getting the players in, I think it's taken 90% away from what the manager should be doing. Now, Dean Smith is, 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 is noted 
that uh, he he does not he's not the one that's bringing the players in. But if the if the if they are relegated or they're not doing so well, it's the manager that will be sacked. Nathan, mm. that's what's happened in the game. Now, uh, in, 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 that's what's happened to Villa. They spent 140 million, which is a lot of money. Uh, but Dean Smith, I think, will be held responsible for that, although they weren't his players. Now, in Leeds, when they go up, I, I don't know who is going to be responsible for it. I would imagine the manager would be responsible, but I don't think he's a, he's a, he's a manager that's gone around and we would be, would be very familiar with players, Nathan. You know. So he'd have to trust somebody to do it for him if they're going to spend money. Uh, you do, know, they do they need to, John, from, from what you've seen them? Because so much is made of Bielsa's tactics and how he gets that current Leeds group playing, the energy they play with, the freedom at times mm. they play with and the intensity that they get at the opposition with. Can that group of players replicate that in the Premier League? Are you always going to need to go and buy some players of a higher standard? Well, 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 history has shown us, uh, Nathan, of course, uh, any team uh, is going to do better in the second division. I'm mm. going to the second division, the, the lower level, of course, because you're playing against lesser players. But once you step up into the, the, the premiership, obviously you're playing with far better, against far better teams. So you need to pick up yourself. So, so like, shown us, take Norwich for us, even, even, even Villa. The teams that came up last year, Norwich, Norwich definitely, uh, they were never going to spend money. They were going to do what they did, and if they go down, they'll take the parachute money and hopefully come back up again. That's what they intended to do. But Villa spent $140 million, uh, and that was to improve the team. Like what we always say, anybody that goes up into Premier has to improve their team. Now, in Leeds' case, it might not be the case, but what I see of it, I, I, I think they, sh- they, 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 they need to. Uh, especially get some forwards, goal-scoring forwards. That's my take on it. So you can you can get a manager who the Norwich manager has done extremely well in 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 the uh, in what was the old second division mm. to get them up. But when they come up, they're playing against better players and they're going straight back down again. Nathan, yeah, you don't want to do that. If if, if you're taking a model over the last few years, it has to be Wolves. Wolves bought. Wolves improved their team when they were in the second division. So when they went up, they were capable of staying there, which they did. I think they finished seven, six or seven in the league. And they're a team who are looking, looking now to, to hopefully, uh, uh, certainly looking at to, to qualify for the, for the, the, the European the competitions. League, yeah. You know, that's, I think that's what you need to do. But what I see from Leeds, I'd, I'd be a bit worried for them in the sense, uh, if their ambition is to find, uh, sign Ibrahimovic and Cavani, uh, I would, I would worry for them. I can, I can see where you're coming from with that. And Ibrahimovic is probably a long shot, and at 38, you would question his worth. But if it was a player like Edinson Cavani coming in at 33, with all he's achieved and can still contribute, and okay, he's dropped out of the Paris Saint-Germain team this season, but generally when he's been playing, scores a lot of goals. Like I think back to when Roy Keane signed Dwight York, and people questioned why he would do that. And York is rocking up to training in his Porsche, and Keane's actually looking at the younger players who are watching Dwight York, thinking, "Well, if I work hard, maybe I can get that." That he's this inspiration for the younger players around the club to work hard because look at what reaps at the end of it. That actually an Edison Cavani coming in and all the glitz that would come with that can inspire the players around him. Well, well. Well, bring somebody in, uh, bring somebody in to, to, to see them in a flash car that's going to inspire them. Uh, it, 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 what they're doing on the pitch mm. would inspire them. You know, didn't Cavani come over and play for Chelsea? 
Did he have a spell at Chelsea? Uh, Am I wrong? No, he's he had been linked with them quite a few times. Uh, Edinson Cavani. Um, yeah. No, but what? Radamel Falcao ended up coming over at Chelsea. Yeah. What, what inspires young players, Nathan? Mm. Is, is a player who trains hard, plays plays hard, and is is very very successful in what they do. Right attitude, but being a terrific player. That's what inspires players. Uh, it, there might be certain young fellas who would be uh, uh, impressed by the, the size of the car. But those guys wouldn't go on to be top-class players, in my opinion. The, the guys, the, the young lads that I've seen come through, and I saw a few coming through at Leeds in my time, they trained hard, they worked, they worked well, they had plenty of ability, and were ambitious to do what needed to be done. Mind you, we didn't have any flash cars at Leeds in my day, anyway. <laughs> The relegation fight then is going to go right down to the wire on Sunday and Watford, as it stands, in the relegation zone and have sacked their manager out of nothing on Sunday, fired Nigel Pearson. All right, they had a very bad defeat and performance against West Ham last Friday night. Like, this is the same old story from Watford. They changed manager, well, this time it's three times in the space of a season. It seems to work for them. Is this a, an insane decision, though, at this stage of the season with what with two matches left? Yeah, terrible. Terrible, Nathan. Uh, Gino P- Poso, I, mm. I think is his name. And, and when he was angry, said he was angry, and, uh, 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 angry with uh, Pearson because he wanted Nathaniel Chabalabad yeah. instead of Tom, Ka- Ka- uh, Tom Cleverley. Cleverley. And he also was critical of uh, the left-back, uh, Mariapa. Mm. He, he wanted uh, somebody else in. Now, uh, this is this is this is the worst way that you can run a club. Here is the owner of the club or the co-owner of the club, and he's telling the manager, who's been hired for his expertise in football, Nathan, that he's wrong, and he, he doesn't agree with his selection, so he sacks him. This is madness. I think Watford have got away with it over the years, uh, Nathan. If you if if you change your manager as many times as they have, it's a very very bad sign. And what happens to them, luckily enough, in, in, in a few occasions, they did quite well for them. Only for a short period of time, and then they were sacked again. This doesn't work in football, Nathan. They're going to, they're going to I, I think they'll go down, and uh, they'll take a long time to come back up again. It is the wrong way to run a club. If you're the owner, you, you hire people for their expertise, and you let them get on with it. He's, he's sacked Pearson because he didn't agree with the selection of the team. But what he should do is take the team over himself and pick the team himself. And don't be hiring managers in the first place if he's not going to listen to them. Mm, they'll need to somehow get some sort of a result against the Arsenal at the weekend. We need to take a very quick break. Plenty more to come from John Giles. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Chasing down the competition with the momentum of a Man United Champions League charge. Gamble responsibly. CWE.net. Welcome back. John Giles is still with us. John, it was another surreal night at Anfield last night as Liverpool finally got their hands on the Premier League trophy. Again, not what they expected, but for the players, that moment, the satisfaction of of just getting that medal around your neck must be incredible. Yeah, well, it's... it's, But they haven't... The the, the great thing for Liverpool, they haven't done it for 30 years, Mm. Nathan, where at one time they dominated year after year after year. And it's like a kid with a toy. You take the toy away from him. He doesn't, he doesn't miss it till you take it away. And I think that's happened with the Liverpool supporters. Obviously, they, they, they won the Champions League last year. But I think, I think it means more to them uh, to get to win the Premiership after 30 years, Nathan. It's great. It's great for them. They're a great club. 
and great supporters. Yeah, we've spoken a lot over the last few weeks about the greatness of this side. Last night's game was a great game as well. Uh, really entertaining football, a 5-3 victory for Liverpool. And they have shown signs at times since the restart as to why they got themselves into position. Some of the attacking play last night was again as good as anything we've seen this season. But maybe there's more to take from the match from a a Chelsea point of view, and again, conceding five goals. They've now conceded 54 goals this season, which is more than Brighton, who are two places outside the relegation zone. Like, this is a huge issue for Frank Lampard, which, looking at their transfer targets and players they're going to sign, doesn't look like one he's going to fix anytime soon. No, I, I, it's, it, well... He definitely needs to defend better than they're doing. I think they're a very, very good side, a very attractive side, very, very good going forward, uh, Nathan. But you can't afford to give the goals away uh, that they have done and, and, and the, the figures you said there. You just can't do that. I'm not so sure about the goalkeeper, mm. Nathan. I don't think he commands it. I don't think he's, I don't think he's good enough. If they paid a lot of money for him, I know. Uh, but they, 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 they definitely have to concentrate and do something about uh, losing the goals that they're doing. That might include getting new players in. Because in Frank, uh, Frank Lampard's day, uh, with, with uh, John Terry and these guys, mm. they conceded very little. So he obviously knows, but the, the, they are conceding far too many goals, and it's too easy for the opposition, Nathan. You know, you can't, you can't lose two goals and expect to score three goals, although they've done a fair bit of this season. I think he's done a good job really good job so far but he definitely see from midfield on they're very very good yeah. very very good I, I think the two fullbacks are good I think the central, central defenders and the goalkeeper are not good enough uh, Nathan so right. he'd have to do something about that but I think he's done a really good job the manner in which he plays I think he's, when he's interviewed after the matches and that, I think he's very very good uh, I, 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 I think it's been a very very good season for them they could well win the cup yes mm. Nathan, you know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that uh, about the quality that they have because, look, if you look at the statistics, I think of the goals they've conceded, 10 of them are from corner kicks. Yeah. And also, Kepa has made mistakes and also a lot of goals have gone in that you would have expected a top-class keeper to save. Yeah. So suddenly, yeah. if you have a new goalkeeper and you spend a bit of time on the training ground sorting out your set pieces and reducing that number, actually in open play, are they a side that defend well enough? Is it just a couple of major issues that are hampering them? Well, they're obviously not defending well enough, Nathan, with the, with the, the goals that they're conceding. Mm. I, I think the goalkeeper's a bit dodgy, and I'm not so sure about either the central defender. So that's, that's usually your, your, your defence. I think the two full-backs are quite good. Uh, uh, I think they, 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 not, not, in that particular uh, situation, they're quite good. But I, I think the, the two centre-backs are not good enough, and the goalkeeper. Now, that's vital. I mean, we saw Liverpool mm. before they got the good goalkeeper in and, and Van Dijk and that and getting that sorted out. So I, I think, I mean, Frank, Frank Lampard will know that looking at them, Nathan. I mean, he played with a Chelsea team that defended exceptionally well uh, when he was a player himself. Yeah. So he knows, he knows the, 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 the value, not just the value, but what, what's needed. I'd say he knows what's needed. He has not much time to, to, to do it. But from, from, from the two central, or the three central defenders, including the goalkeeper, they're very, very good. Well, you know, I think they're very good in, 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 in midfield. They've got good midfield players. Would you include the two central midfield? Because I know how highly you rate N'Golo Kante, who wasn't playing last night. Mm. But Kovacic and Jorginho, the two who played last night, would you rate them highly? Yeah, I, I, I don't think they're, they're the best. But yeah, I think they're as good as anybody, as most of the other teams in the league. I think with good defenders, they'll be okay. Nathan, and they've got this, the young lad to come in. 
Billy, Billy Gilmore, Billy Gilmore is it? Yeah. yeah, he's out you for know, a few months come now. In and there's, there's one or two other young lads that have come in and done extremely well for them. Uh, I think they'd be okay. They'd be as good as anybody else from, from midfield uh, going forward. Uh, it's just, but Liverpool proved it themselves. They're not proved it, did it themselves. When, when they didn't have things right at mm. the back, you know, they were, they were very, very good going forward. But you can't afford to be losing goals in the way that uh, Chelsea are doing it. And I'm sure Frank Lampard would be very, very aware of that. But I think he's got some very, very good players in there. And I think it's his first season with mm. them. So they could win the league and they, they still have a chance of getting in the top four. Nathan. So, like, he's going in the right direction. I, I like list, listening to him after the match. I think he's very sent, has a lot of sense uh, in, 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 in and what he's trying to do. Yeah. He'd be well aware. He'd be well aware of what's needed. It, and it's just a question of getting the players in now. It's interesting you bring up what he says after a game uh, because he had a little bit to say last night. I'm not sure if you saw the scenes that were going on on the sideline just before Trent Alexander-Arnold scored his free kick where Klopp and Lampard were having a right go at each other and because there's no fans in the stadium there's now video footage and you can hear exactly what they were saying to each other and we couldn't really replay it on the radio. The uh, language was, as you would expect, uh, rather fruity. Uh, But afterwards, Lampard said that I've no problem with Jurgen Klopp. The way he's managed the team has been fantastic. Flair played yeah. at the Liverpool Football Club. They've won the league. But also, don't get too arrogant with it. That was my point, but it's done. Yeah. Is, well, the, do you the, worry there's a danger Liverpool get too arrogant? Uh, no, I think, I, I, I think, first of all, uh, Nathan, I think where the managers are and the coaches are on the pitch in the, 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 the places they're supposed to be in are too, far too near each other. And it's it, it's a very <laughs> emotional game, as mm. we know. And uh, you know, no two managers are going to agree on the free. I didn't think it was a free kick, by the way. But that's that's by the way. But Klopp, it's always going to say, "Of course it was." And the middle <laughs> managers, and then uh, they're too near each other because they're, they're 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 highly charged at that particular stage in a match, Nathan. You know, in the old days, in my days, they, they used to, they used to uh, manage from the opposite sides of the pitch. Okay, so you know, the dugouts weren't beside each other. No, they were up beside the pitch. So right. wouldn't, when, no when did that change? Hmm? When did that change? I, I, well, it's a good while ago, obviously, mm. but that's that's what it used to be. They were never beside each other. In fact, in the old days, uh, Nathan, if you go back, the managers didn't go on the touchline. They always, all of them, including uh, Shankly and uh, and uh, and that at that time, but Matt Busby used to watch it from a seat in the stand. Right. Uh, and, and definitely they, they used to be on opposite side I don't know how long ago it's a long yeah. time ago and who were the first managers then who started standing on the sideline um, I can't actually remember did Don Revy always stand on the sideline no he was in the dugout right so the, 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 the square where they have now you know where mm. that's, that's relatively new definitely yeah. and, and a lot of the managers used to sit in the dugout but a lot of them used to sit in the stand in the front seat of the stand so they weren't near the opposition, and there's bound to be rows. I mean, there has been a good few rows over the years between the managers or the coaches because they're so near each other. Yeah, and, and, and you, like it's a highly, it's a highly charged uh, situation to be mm-hmm. in, where you're wanting your teams to do it, and you're near each other. Uh, and I think I think Frank was complaining about the free kick, and one of the coaches or, or Klopp was saying, "No, it wasn't." Uh, but I think I, I think Frank turned and told him to f off at the end of it. So uh, I don't think I don't think it's arrogance. It's just that you have a different opinion yeah, yeah. and you're highly charged at that particular time. I think they've got to separate them more, Nathan. 
Just you know, there should there should be a twenty thirty yard right yeah uh, uh, space between the two the two uh, the two managers or coaches. Just very briefly before we finish up, John. Obviously, huge game Manchester United Leicester battle for the top four on Sunday. It's been a bad week for Manchester United, beaten by Chelsea in the cup semi final, disappointed against West Ham. What's gone wrong in the last couple of matches for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Well, I think Solskjaer slipped up in the team he picked uh, for the for the semi final, Nathan. Rested big, too many players. Big time. Oh yeah. Well, three of his best, three or four mm. of his best players were on the bench in the semi-final of the cup. No, you, I, I, I. Does that not I show where priorities have shifted? That the cup isn't the be-all and end-all. The finishing top four is more of a priority. Well, it, it obviously seemed to be mm. uh, for Solskjaer. But why? Nathan, the players if they're fit enough, and I think they are, could play in the two matches. Like I know it's become part of the thing now that you rest the players in between, and it it it, it, it hasn't. Yeah. It hasn't did they, did they not look tired against West Ham? Some of those players that had played on Sunday. I didn't think so. Right. You know they slipped up, Nathan. You know the 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 the, the, the like Pogba. Don't forget. I mean, if Pogba doesn't handle the ball in the way mm. he did, they win the match, Nathan. I mean, I, I don't always agree with Gary Neville, but I agree with him over Pogba. It was disgraceful on a player because it's, it's hitting him. He's in the wall, and you're in the wall to block the shot. Uh, that's what you're there for. And if it's heading for your head, you, you can see it coming to your head. You can just head it away. It's not going to be very pleasant to do, but you can do it. But you don't put your hand up. Yeah, from listening to Harry Maguire afterwards, it didn't seem like it had gone down particularly well in the dressing room. I'd say... I. I I don't know what's going on there, but I, I wouldn't say that Pogba would be the most popular guy among the players with his mm. behaviour over certain times. He has played better than the last few weeks, Nathan. But then he goes and does something like this. I mean, that could cost him. I mean, first of all, resting the players cost him... The cup final. The cup final. And Pogba could lose them qualifying for the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah. So that's a double whammy for what, what Solskjaer was doing. I thought Solskjaer was, was very wrong, actually, to rest the players that he did in the semi-final of the Cup. And if you win the semi-final of the Cup, I'm telling you, the players wouldn't be tired for the next match, mm. Nathan. I thought it was a bad move, a really bad move from him. All right, well, we'll have lots to talk about next Thursday night when the Premier League season will have wrapped up. John, great stuff as always. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, Nathan. All right, great stuff from John Giles. If you missed any of that, it'll be up on the OTB Podcast Network. Up next, we're going to be talking to David Walsh about his new book on the Russian doping scandal. Football on Off the Ball. With Paddy Power. Less flashy than a Jorgen Klopp smile, but just as effective. Gamble responsibly. See Dunleary.net. That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation. 